Business English Power, Episode 3. Aloha and welcome to Business English Power, the show for ambitious English students who want to level up their business English skills, become global communicators, and international business leaders. My name is Al. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to Business English Power. And we've got a great episode for you today. We are going to get into some current events. I've picked out a great article to go over. We can learn a lot from. And before we do that, please share this episode with a friend, a family member, or a colleague. And that would be very much appreciated. Also, please make sure you are subscribed to get further and future episodes of Business English Power right in Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you are listening to the show. All right, today we're going to do some current events. Now, current events are really important to go over, of course, because they're current and they're things that you need to know, and we want to go over them for a few reasons. First, let's say you are meeting with a business client or just having small talk at work with a coworker in English. And you need to know what's going on. Well, this will help you catch up with current events, things that are going on in the world, particularly in the business world. Anything that will affect your business life, we're going to cover in this series of episodes. Of course, another reason to go over these is to pick up new vocabulary. So it's good to know vocabulary pertaining to particular subjects and particular news stories. And so that's why it's good to go over these. And in our show notes, be sure to look at those because I'll make a list of the vocabulary, the useful vocabulary, and probably new ones, phrases, expressions, words that are coming directly from the article. So you have a list uh, from the article ready to, to use. Now, again, I'll always put a link to the original article so you can follow along. So please do so if you can. That'd be the best way to do this episode. If you can't, you know, listen anyway and then go back later, click on the link to get to the article and then you can follow along while listening. And that's a really good way to do this so you can get the maximum effect, the maximum level of success for this episode. All right, before we get started, one more thing. Now, if you listen to our current events episode uh, from a couple of years ago, the very first one, I talked about media, the you know the news media in particular, websites, um, news channels on on TV, CNN, of course. You have your New York Times and in, in the newspaper world, all of these media sources, right? So we always want to be aware of what's called media bias. Yeah? Now, bias just simply means taking one side or the other in terms of a perhaps a political stance. And a lot of this uh, political, a lot of the political issues out there have kind of dipped into the culture a little bit. Well, quite actually a lot. And so cultural events, uh, cultural activities, things like that are also being colored by political views. And so that's why it's important to always be aware of whether something is leaning left or something is leaning right politically, or perhaps more down the center. And again, it doesn't mean to stay away from any particular news source. It just means to be aware of it so you can do your own critical thinking. So in order to help uh, help you out with that, 
uh, my suggestion is to go to a website called allsides.com. Now, allsides.com has done a lot of study and a lot of feedback from listeners and readers to figure out, okay, where do the major news sources, the major media companies, where do they stand in terms of their media bias? And so there'll be a chart, and I'll link to it in the show notes so you can follow along, of which media sources lean to the left, which media sources lean to the right, and also which ones are down the middle, down the center. I'll try to you know, introduce this uh, topic as we move on further today. The article that we're going to use is not really you know, hard news. It's more of a fun article about music and well, about Taylor Swift in particular. And it's still important, though, to realize, you know, what kind of source we're using so you know where the author is coming from. Now, today I've chosen one that is listed down the center in terms of allsides.com, and we're going to use Forbes.com. Okay, so Forbes, as you may know, is a very large media source. They put out a lot of business news. Uh, and this one actually pertains to business, but it's more of culture-related because we're talking about Taylor Swift and her success. And so we'll get into that. So follow along uh, with the article if you would like, and uh, we're going to get right into it. This is a fun one. So today's article is titled, Taylor Swift's Power Era, Why the Billionaire Pop Star is One of the World's Most Powerful Women. All right, so... There's a little picture of her there. I'm going to scroll down. And there's a little header before they get started in the article. And so I'll read that. Oh, so I'll read through the article and I'll pause at certain times to clarify things. I'm not going to clarify every single word. So make sure you go to the show notes and get the full vocabulary list for this episode. But we'll stop and highlight certain things as we go through. So here's the first part. With a record-breaking world tour, the ability to move economies and a $1.1 billion net worth, the 33-year-old entertainer ranks among the most influential women on the planet. All right, let's pause there. (laughs) That's really the beginning of the article. It's written by Maggie McGrath from the Forbes staff. So, as you may know, Taylor Swift just went on a huge tour. She might still be on it for all I'm aware of, called the Eras Tour. Now, era, of course, means various periods through time. And if you think about, if you follow Taylor Swift's uh, career, you know that she started more as a country singer, as a young star, and went more into the pop world as she developed her career. And so now she's worth $1.1 billion. That's what net worth means. If you put all of her assets together, that's how much she has. So <laughs> she's a very wealthy woman, as she should be. She's very talented and has created a lot of great music, in my opinion. Not for everybody's opinion, I guess, but uh, to much of the world's opinion. Uh, has put out a lot of great music and entertained Millions and millions of fans. So let us go ahead with the main part of the article. So the first sentence is a quote by her. You're making me feel phenomenal. End quote. Taylor Swift likes to tell the sold-out stadium of fans at each stop on her era's tour right before she performs her feminist anthem, The Man. 
Basking in the applause, the 33-year-old pop star then flexes her bicep and kisses the muscle, all of which whips the audience into a bigger frenzy. You're making me feel, she says as a smile spreads across her face, powerful. Okay, that was a quote, by the way, sorry. Now, let's pause there. That's the first paragraph, okay? So, of course, you know, you're making me feel phenomenal. You're making me feel powerful. So very good words, very positive words, uplifting words. So she's been going to different stadiums and different arenas to perform on the Eras Tour. Now, the Eras Tour, as I was getting to earlier, she put basically all of her music because, you know, her career has actually been pretty long. She's, I think she started when she was a teenager. So you can see she's been, she's 33 years old now. She's been going for 15 to 20 years, you know, as a recording artist. So pretty, pretty amazing. So throughout those different albums and periods of her career, that's what brings the whole eras tour together. So she's singing a couple of you know songs from each album uh, on the whole thing. Let's continue and then we'll go back. Okay, because it'll clarify what we just read. The next paragraph. It's a brilliant bit of theatrics but Swifty Nation understands that she is and has always been the true source of her own power. And 17 years into her remarkable career, Swift has never had more economic, cultural, and political clout, all of which has caused her to soar up the ranks of Forbes' world's most powerful women from number 79 in 2022 to number 5 this year. Okay, let's pause there. There's a lot to unpack. So just right there, um, she climbed from number 79 last year to number five as Forbes, you know, they all, Forbes always makes these lists as, you know, I've talked about before, like the Forbes, uh, excuse me, that's the Fortune 500. So it's a bit, that's a different uh, news source, but the Forbes always has these lists. This is like the most powerful, uh, the most powerful women in the world. They do the most powerful men in the world, most powerful people. So she is number five uh, this year. Now, as we referred to in the earlier uh, sentence, it's their earlier paragraph, excuse me. She said uh, they, she kisses her biceps. So if you can imagine the bicep is the muscle in your arm. And if you can imagine that gesture in front of a sold out audience, you know, just everybody gets excited because it's kind of a powerful demonstration, right? And again, theatrical, as the article says, um, of course, she's doing a show, so she should be theatrical. So 17 years is what the article says. Wow. Amazing. All right, so let's continue on. Thanks to the record-breaking success of the Eras Tour, Swift became a billionaire in October, making her the rare recording artist to achieve 10-figure status, joining the likes of Jay-Z, who has a net worth of $2.5 billion, and Rihanna with $1.4 billion. A a three-and-a-half-hour concert retrospective of her career, the Eras Tour has grossed nearly $850 million over the course of 66 U.S. shows. Its first leg has added an estimated $190 million after tax to Swift's coffers, boosting her net worth to $1.1 billion. The show will head to Europe and Asia next year. Okay, so let's pause there. Wow. Okay, so some of the new phrases and words here. Um, of course, when we talk about 
10-figure status or six-figure, five-figure. So what that means is if you count the actual digits in the number from right to left, or left to right, doesn't really matter, you can figure out how much. So for example, if we say a five-figure outcome or five-figure amount, we're talking about $10,000 at least. Okay, Because if we're talking about 9000 $999, we're just at four figures, right? So when we get to $10,000, we mean five figures. So it had five more zeros to that, and you have 10 figures, which is the billion-dollar mark. So she achieved that. Retrospective, so again, looking back at her career. Another key word here is a leg of a tour. So usually when uh, we're talking about an event, particularly like a, a tour, like a concert tour, we call each section of it a leg. So they might, she might call it the North American leg. And the next part will be the European leg of the tour. So that's what that means. Okay, let's move on to the next paragraph. Oh, so the other uh, part is the Swifty Nation, right? So uh, fans of Taylor Swift are called Swifties, as you may know. And so when you'd want to call them a community together we just say hey swifty nation <laughs> and if you are part of if you are swifty you'll know that hey you are part of swifty nation um and then there's different words for different artists for example ed sheeran as my daughter has informed me uh they are not sheerans they are called sheerios okay so fans of ed sheeran they are not swifties they are sheerios so if you're a sheerio then uh you will know you're part of sheerio nation all right, so that's where that comes from. Let's go to the next one. The so-called Taylor Swift effect casts a wide financial halo. Two nights of her tour in Denver added $140 million to Colorado's gross domestic product thanks to fans spending on average $1,300 apiece on hotels, restaurants, and retailers. The Philadelphia Federal Reserve even cited Swift in its June Beige book, noting that May, the month the Pennsylvania native performed at Lincoln Financial Field in Philly for three nights, marked the strongest month for city hotel revenue since before the pandemic. The U.S. Travel Association estimates that collectively the U.S. leg of the era's tour added more than five billion dollars to state economies okay so let's pause there so again this is kind of the businessy part of the article but important and very very interesting to know so uh basically what they're saying is because she has done this tour it's as you see there they use the word halo so halo is like if you you know have a vision or an image of an angel. It's that little ring above the angel's head that kind of says they're a good person or a good being. So halo, in this case, in a financial uh, context, means that it's her goodness or her powerful financial status has kind of showered onto other things. Anything that she's part of or that she's near will get the good effects of her production. Okay? So because she does concerts and tours that help the local economy, of course, right? So people that are going to her concerts will spend, of course, money on the tickets and the show. 
But a lot of them who are coming from out of town, well, they need to stay in hotels, right? Um, when they're at a hotel, they need to eat at the restaurant. Okay? So all this money is basically because of Taylor Swift performing in that city. Otherwise, the people wouldn't have come. And so they're saying, wow, just because she's doing these concerts, it's adding millions of dollars to different state economies. So pretty amazing. And that's why she is number five on the most powerful women list. So here's a quote. She's like a big corporation, essentially operating in many sectors, says labor economist and University of Chicago professor Carolyn Sloan. Her audience has skewed so young and so female for so long that people may have underestimated how big this thing could be economically. I don't think anybody doubts that today. Okay, let's continue. That predominantly young female audience also followed Swift to the movie box office this year. Here again, she flexed her entrepreneurial muscle, bypassing Hollywood studios to release the Eras Tour, the movie, directly with AMC in October, despite the fact that she had no traditional marketing apparatus at her back. No matter, Swift herself is the ultimate marketing machine. Stacy Jones, founder of marketing agency Hollywood Branded, estimates that the singer has amassed more than $130 billion in, quote, earned media, a bit of a voodoo number that attempts to estimate the value of free publicity over the last two years. Word of mouth and a few strategically timed appearances at Kansas City Chiefs football games were more than enough visibility to get fans in the seats. The movie notched a $93 million opening weekend and has grossed more than $250 million worldwide. Okay, so let's pause there. So as you're probably aware, yes, she created a whole movie out of her concert. And a lot of artists have been doing that as well. It's not nothing new. But she created a theatrical uh, performance. Um, I mean, a theatrical meaning one that actually was shown in movie theaters, capturing her live performance. And what I would like to ask you at this point is, have you seen the Eras Tour, the movie? If you have, please let me know how it was. I haven't seen it yet. I would like to. Leave a comment below. I would love to hear from you. Or email me, al at businessenglishpower.com. But it, the movie alone has grossed that much money. That's very impressive. And she, uh, going back to the vocabulary here, so she flexed her entrepreneurial muscle. Okay, so of course, entrepreneurial means basically wanting to start or wanting to have your own business or start a business, right? And so it's she's what the article is saying is that you know she didn't go to a typical marketing agency to help promote the movie she did it herself um and she didn't necessarily have a traditional marketing campaign but she did some appearances here and there and as we know and you guys are pretty well aware i'm sure she started dating uh the kansas city chiefs football player travis kelsey and she started showing up at the games well that makes me think now well is she doing it for the publicity well who knows (laughs) but um anyway it helped spark word of mouth for the movie. Now, word of mouth, that phrase is very powerful, very useful. And that just means 
when news or something spreads between people organically. Okay, so if you saw something like a movie or a TV show or bought a product that you really loved or maybe you stayed at a hotel that you really thought was amazing and you want to share that with your friends, your family, your colleagues, that's called word of mouth marketing or just word of mouth. All right, just a little bit left. Okay. Next. As with the Eras Tour and the concert movie, much of Swift's power stems from her direct control over her business. More impressive and potentially far more lucrative is the way in which she reclaimed ownership of her song catalog by re-recording albums that were part of a $300 million sale Swift alleges was done behind her back. She has so far re-recorded and released four of the six albums that were part of that sale. The most recent of these, 1989, Taylor's version, set a Spotify record for the most streamed artist in a single day when it was released in late October. So let's pause there. Now, this gets, we don't have time to go into the whole story, backstory here, but basically, yeah, her original contract when she first started for her pop career, I believe, yeah, it was, this article says six albums she recorded under that previous company, that uh, recording company. And so then they sold it to another company, which she said she wasn't aware of or didn't approve. And so they are not letting her attain or buy the rights to her original recordings. And so that's why she record, re-recorded those albums. All right, last part here, and then we will finish. When you consider that Katy Perry and Justin Bieber sold the rights to their respective music catalogs in 2023 for more than $200 million, the value of Swiss music will only make her wealthier in the eras to come. As formidable as Swift is, she is not, however, the most powerful woman in the world. That title goes to European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen, whose policy and budgetary decisions that affect Europe's 450 million people. That number soon might soar past 500 million. In her annual State of the Union speech in September, von der Leyen reaffirmed her intent to make Ukraine and countries in the Western Balkans official EU members. Okay, let's pause there. So just uh, quickly, I talked about uh, other artists, Katy Perry, Justin Bieber, uh, sold the rights to their recordings. Wow. Um, So it's kind of interesting how different artists view their music catalogs. Now they talk about number two. Let's go to that. And this will be the last... uh, Two paragraphs. Number two this year is Christine Lagarde, the European Central Bank president who is shaping Europe's monetary policy at a moment of high inflation. Also coming in ahead of SWIFT is U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris, number three, and Italian Prime Minister Georgia Maloney, number four. Both are the first women to hold their respective positions, and Maloney is asserting her influence by proposing reforms to Italy's constitution that would allow for the direct election of the prime minister. And here's a quote. All those people with hard power are truly powerful women, says Jones, the branding expert. But they're not going to be able to change the world in the way that Taylor Swift is. End quote. And that's the end of the article. All right, so... Very interesting way to end the article there. 
So yeah, we have of course politically powerful women, um, which definitely are well well worth mentioning. But they are all in the kind of banking and political sphere, and so Taylor Swift definitely is not in that realm. She is in the entertainment world, so that's why she's saying that she has a different effect on the world and the audience that listens to her. And again, culture definitely has a place that shapes the world, that shapes the country you live in, and shapes maybe the state you're in and the local community that you're in. So culture is very, very important to go over, and it impacts the business world in many, many ways. So Taylor Swift, of course, will always be in the news, at least for the time being. So always good to keep in touch with what's going on with her. But definitely let me know if you have seen the movie, The Eras Tour, or maybe if you have actually gone to the concert, let me know. I would love to hear from you if you have if you have any questions about the article please let me know al at businessenglishpower.com and again go to the show notes for a list of the valuable and important vocabulary and phrases from this article this episode and i'll put it there also we'll link to some of the important things that i mentioned earlier in this episode that you may want to look at in the future all right, so let me know what you think about this article. Uh, sorry, this well, this article, but also this episode of Business English Power. Would you like more current events? Would you like business events, business news? We'll definitely cover more of that as we go on. And we're going to be releasing episodes more frequently now. So please subscribe to Business English Power if you haven't already. And share it with your friends, your classmates, your colleagues. And I would definitely appreciate that. And we will always appreciate you for listening and downloading to Business English Power. Stay tuned. We will be back with another episode very soon. And I can't wait to see you then. Again, this is Al, otherwise known as Al Sensei. And remember to always level up your learning and level up your 